Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer, aka Sirgan Carr. I get to speak with Ashana today, who is on a quote unquote delicious sabbatical where she is not focusing so much on live events now that we have all been forced due to world circumstances um, to be confined to our space. And uh, she's really been taking advantage of this, what she calls enforced rest. (laughs) So I related a lot to this and to kind of the journey that we're allowed to go on when we do have time alone with ourselves. She talks about all these different healing modalities that she's been discovering and really becoming a student of herself. So I think you're gonna really enjoy this one. I wanted to read you a quote from her website and then we'll get into the chat. So as Shauna says, music is a blessing, a prayer, and a healing when it comes deeply from the heart. Music and sound have the capacity to transport us, lift us to a place where we remember that we are loved so that we ultimately remember we are love. As we come into resonance with this love, day by day, moment by moment, our world transforms. All right, here we go. So what have you been up to, Ashana? Oh, in this um, really interesting time, I would have to say I've been on a really uh, delicious sabbatical. So um, it's been very, very good for me, for us. Um, my, my husband and I just bought a house. So back in. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, it's our first house. And we moved in, we bought it in, in January. And we moved in in the first week of May. And so the whole, you know, I, I really know that a lot of people have been struggling deeply with this time. And I have tremendous compassion for that. And I have to say that this is like the best thing ever. <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't know whether I should laugh at that or I should be, you know, embarrassed to say that or I should, you know, go, oh dear. Um, but it's been wonderful because we've just had the, the time and the space available to us to settle in. And I have loved um, not focusing on any kind of live events during this period because it's done two things for me, you know, being an artist. And, and just constantly producing, um, I, I didn't realize how much I needed a break. And it's been a, a blessing. I feel like I have been on kind of enforced rest. And it's been extremely good and continues to be extremely good for my body and my spirit, my heart. I've been taking some classes and doing some very deep dive studying in, in subjects that are very important to me. And I, I was in a coaching program last year and I continued it again this year, but last year, because I was so busy with stuff, I really felt like I didn't take advantage of it. And now I'm immersed and it is 
so good. It just feels so good to be learning mm -hmm. and growing, you know, so yeah. Yeah. I'm in a good way. That's the, I think that that happens a lot to artists where there's just so much giving, giving, giving. Yeah. And you don't necessarily give, give yourself the time to recover or think you need it, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. you, so how, how much were you traveling touring last well, year? I, la not last year was probably the least amount, you know, it was very intense up and in, up through about 2015. And then I started backing off because traveling, you know, traveling with crystal singing bowls is extremely labor intensive. It's just really, really, really labor intensive. And as much as I love sharing them with people, the back end of it is very tiring. So I, I cut back and I cut back on the traveling and, uh, well, I have to say I cut back, but you know, we did multiple crisscross trips across country and, but we stopped the international travel at that point in time mm -hmm. and, uh, and just stayed, stayed home. I canceled some trips. Um, and I started focusing on new, new music. So from starting in around 2016, 27, yeah, it was like 2017. Um, my producer, Thomas Barkey and I, we just started creating and so we spent the last four years really creating and we didn't release anything so i haven't released anything since 2014 but we have like a backlog of five projects that haven't gotten out yet so that's the other blessing of this hiatus is that now we're starting to focus on releasing product mm. you know so was there a yeah. reason for the the holding back of the the music didn't feel ready you know i well yeah for one of them well, let me think about it they each had their own specific reasons for <laughs> for holding back you know there's i really believe there's something called divine timing and the the powers that be, the energetics, the energetics around everything would not allow, there was no smooth, yes, we're going to do this. And the interesting thing about it is, is that one of the projects that I prepped, that I did, which is very, very different. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole sound healing, immersive experience with media and music and and it's taken me three years to do this. You know, it wasn't the kind of thing where I just turned around, like, like an album mm -hmm. has its, you know, has its a normal time frame for an album. It can be about six months to a year or nine months to a year, maybe 18 months. But <clears throat> this project just took tremendous amount of time and I, I kept revising. So some of the parts of it um, got revised uh, several times. Uh, it just got better and better and better as we went along. And as I learned more, because I was, I was working in a medium that I had never worked before. So I had to, I had a big learning curve. Yeah. So, and then I, ha I have a standard of, about what I'm releasing and what I had initially done not the music, 
<clears throat> but the, the, the learning curve part, it didn't meet my standards. So it didn't match the standard of the music. Mm -hmm. So we had to go back to the drawing board. So all of that took time. And in order to support that project, we have to, I had to completely revamp the whole back end of my website and, and the way that we were delivering product. And, and so it was kind of like, you know, you, you, you go into one thing and you go in innocently, right? Because you get this inspiration and it comes in and you say, okay, yes, I'm going to do that. And I started doing that. And as soon as I like got the easy stuff done, like the music was like this, it just like took, it was like a snap. It was done and it was amazing. It is amazing. And then we started doing the rest of it and I would peel back one thing and there would be like seven things staring at me that had to be looked at before. And then I would go into them one by one and it was like Russian dolls, you know, <laughs> so, so everything just took like, you know, 10 times, 20 times longer. And I got to, I got to a point where I was like, I let go. I totally <laughs> surrendered to this process because I am absolutely not in control and I really get that. <laughs> so, so I surrendered to it. And so, yeah, we're just now, um, that project will release in 2021. We were supposed to release it this year. We were supposed to release it last year. And it's just like, nope. <laughs> so we got a lot of the back end of it um, done and ready. And I'm still working on it. So take me another couple of months to tidy up the back end. But we're going to release some smaller projects because that's a biggie. It's a big, yeah. very, very big project. And um, we'll, re we'll release a, a few things before that. So it sounds to me, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that that's a huge live component thing too. A live but, component? Because it's multimedia? Is, is it live? No, or? no, no. It, it, wasn't li it wasn't live. Um, but it was a lot of video and a lot of teaching. It's, a, it's, a, it's like, it, it really, this level, I don't believe has, been, has quite been done before. But it's a combination of immersive sound healing um, and education. Oh, okay. So um, I want. So it's a to... physical. It's a release. Like like you would release a CD. I was imagining like a live performance when you were. Talking yeah, it's about gonna it. it's gonna be streamed though. I mean, it'll be okay. available through streaming only. Oh, okay. So because it's gonna anybody who who walks into it is gonna be walking into a, a six week online course. But it's not, but it's not an online course like, oh, you're just going to study and then you're going to go do something. Mm -hmm. This is like the whole experience and the background of understanding what you're doing at the same time. So you're having this immersive experience, video and visuals and sound, but you're also learning why it's working at the same time. So I wanted, um, I wanted to teach people how to fish. Like I, actual I, fish? No. <laughs> <It's a> metaphor. <laughs> You're so cute. You know that thing, you know, you, you know, you can... my, my jaw is dropping like <laughs> I'm really going into fishing. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Did you know that expression? It's like, you know, you 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 you, you can you can feed somebody. But I see, but okay. You yeah. can or or you can teach them how to fish and then right. they can feed themselves for life. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to give people 
Um, I wanted to give them the tools. I wanted to give them the understanding. I wanted to be able to take care of themselves and work with their own self-healing in a, in a, in a very non-passive way. So um, it was just like a soapbox for me. Because you know you have, uh, you have like in sound healing, you're you're usually dependent on going to somebody for an experience, and that is a wonderful thing, and you really can't duplicate that, replicate that, that you know that live experience of being around, you know, being in a kirtan, being in a, uh, you know, with a group, and the and the whole dynamic vibrancy the life nourishing energy of live music is irreplaceable really because you have the whole collective experience that's generated by the audience and the artists that are that are doing their thing um, so you can never replace that but where i was at with it was like what happens you know what happens for people in between you know what happens when you know, they can go to their sound healing experience with the bowls and the gongs and the whatevers, you know, <laughs> you know, and and then the next one isn't until the next month or and, next year is it? Or now? next year, depending. <laughs> yeah, really, depending yeah. on where you are, or never, depending on your location, because you might be living in an area that just doesn't offer that, and so you're you're you know, you're very limited in, in the resources. So I wanted to be able to put this into people's hands in such a way with instruction and, uh, and guidance and inspiration um, on multiple layers, multiple levels. I mean, this is, it's a big project. There are multiple layers of how this works for them in a, in a self-guided course where they can actually see the results over a long period of time and they can calibrate it for themselves and say, wow, this works, mm -hmm. you know, or it doesn't, you know, depending on who you are, um, and what the time and the energy and the effort that you want to put into something. So that's what I mean. I wanted to give people, I wanted to teach people how to fish. Mm -hmm. So, so cool. it's taken a lot. It's taken a lot to do that, to do that project. Sounds like it. Wow. Yeah, it's a biggie. So I've been very quiet, you know, in, in some ways for the last few years. Artistically, I've just been really quiet. But like on the surface, it looks really quiet. But in the background, there's so much going on. I So I've seen your, your crystal bowl truck i think at at, uh, at <laughs> the <Sentinel> truck. Fest. <laughs> yeah and i yeah or van <laughs> and I, I i just wanted to come back to something you said in the beginning because it never occurred to me that you took all these bowls across seas can you explain to me how you do that <laughs> very carefully <laughs> like super carefully yeah what like when we travel overseas i take a limited uh, i i don't take all of them i take I take a, a small set, you know, what I call the, the concert set. Okay. And so you have to leave the big, gigantic super grades at home because that's just unrealistic. And depending on where I go, you know, I was invited to um, last year to go to Australia and I ended up not going on that trip. But 
we, I had basically arranged that we would be traveling to Bowles because, you know, I have friends and colleagues over there that have sets that I would be able to use so we wouldn't have to like drag. But I would have brought probably, you know, between 18 and 25 of my own and then just supplemented it. That's still quite a, a bit. Like, mm -hmm. do, you, do you care? Do you buy seats for them? Do you care, like, how do you do that? No, they they have their own cases and they're packed in hard cases and any anywhere between five and seven bowls in a case. So, you know, usually traveling on the airplane will pack two hard cases, two 12 inch hard cases in and that, that go through luggage. Mm -hmm. And they're 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 packed in multiple layers. So they're super well protected. Um, inside the, the travel process. And then, you know, we've learned over the years of doing this, yeah, how to label the boxes and what to do, because, you know, going through TSA and uh, is, is a chore. I mean, I, I haven't had any bowls break with TSA, <clears throat> but if I hadn't done double layers of packing, they would have, mm -hmm. because, you know, you, they just see the box and then they just kind of tie it and then they move it on. And if I hadn't had my bowls in a hard case, strapped in with padding around it, holding the whole case in place, I would have lost them, mm -hmm. you know. So we've learned over the course of time, you know, how to get this through um, the airport security. And then, you know, so we usually take two big boxes and then we take two... Uh, 10 inch cases because my husband travels with me so um, we take one case each and then I will take uh, we'll take two practitioners and then so all our personal stuff uh, you know we'll, can go in like a, a, a waste a, a fanny pack or something and then that's it so it's very labor intensive <laughs> yeah it sounds like it <laughs> it is and it just gets you know it's a lot. It's a lot. So you got to really, 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 really love it and really be dedicated to travel it. And I, I can tell you, you know, I love being home. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I love being able to do things, you know, in the studio and virtually because the pace is so much easier. And, you know, I have a hundred bowls here again. Seriously, I have a hundred and they have their own room in the house. And, you know, to, to be able to play them all in public just isn't realistic, but I can play and share with people from my own home and, and, and do it that way. Yeah. So, you know, that's going to, more and more of that's going to be coming as uh, we settle in more to our house, you know, yeah. our new house. Well, I remember too, because the, the one and only time that we performed together was um, when Guru Ganesha came to Phoenix. That's right. I, I remember, remember how that. amazing singing with your, your bowl was. Um, but I remember you making a joke that, that you didn't own a home because you had bought so many crystals. It's true. <laughs> Congratulations for overcoming that obstacle. <laughs> you know, when my, my dad, he, uh, before he died, um, I had brought him some bowls. Uh, I, I did a little concert for him at, at the rehab center where he was reco recovering. And um, 
Well, I put one in his hands and he looked at it. It was a beautiful emerald platinum bowl. It was so precious. And he looks at it and he goes, how many of these do you have? <laughs> I said, my dad, I got about a hundred. And he goes, and how much do they cost? <laughs> and I told him. And he goes, you could buy a house with that. <laughs> and I said, like, yeah, dad, that, this is my house. <laughs> You're holding it in your hands. <laughs> That's the bathroom window. <laughs> I remember my mom saying something similar to me about my college tuition. (laughs) (laughs) But don't you understand how amazing it is that I'm at this? In retrospect, I think she was right. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. It was one of those things when you think about like all the money I spent on going to college and God, God, I could have learned so much else. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, and there's, I mean, when when I was going to college, I imagine when you were going to college, it wasn't like there was this whole internet world of resources at our fingertips like there are now. So, I mean, now even more so, yeah. It's amazing. So, what else are you up to? What else am I up to? I'm studying. I'm learning. Oh, that's right. You said that. I'm what, growing. Do you know? want to share something that you've learned or that you're intrigued by right now? Oh, well, well like for the, there's two things. The, to the two focus, the two big focus that I'm work, I'm involved in, I'm immersed in actually right now. I'm studying a form of um, healing Qigong and I love it. I love it. It's so good for my body and my spirit. And, you know, after years and years and years of doing yoga, um, I am just, I feel like, I feel like I've been, I couldn't have, probably couldn't have done Qigong. I know I couldn't have done Qigong years ago. I was too vata, you know, my, my mind was like too like, like all the time. And the only, the only kind of practice that I could do to settle that down had to have more fire and more air energy into it. But I've changed so much. I've grown so much. And now I can move into stillness. So doing Qigong is very much earth and light oriented. And so the whole practice is one of slowing me down. And this particular kind of Qigong has four components to it. It has a physical practice for vitality. And it has a, a deeply meditative, um, almost Tai Chi type of movement that is done standing in place with very intense visualization for bringing light into the body and then the third component is all sound which is awesome and then the fourth component is meditation so all of that is exactly where i need to be right now that practice of deepening presence and centering and grounding in the body uh, especially 
<clears throat> after so many years of playing bowls and 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 doing kundalini yoga this is this is just bringing me like in and into the center into the dantian deeply grounded in the body <clears throat> and also the activation of light on the cellular on the cellular level which is quite profound and so that practice dovetails beautifully inter interestingly enough in the study that I'm doing with my mantra teacher Russell Paul and where I'm studying there is extremely comprehensive I've been studying Sanskrit mantra for a while now um, and this is beyond just Sanskrit mantra it is the study of Sri Vidya Tantra so this is this is the a form of Gnostic Tantra and it is about deepening one's relationship with the divine so that it becomes extremely personal and very familiar and parts of those practices are mudra and a lot of mantra like right now I'm learning to do um, ritual pujas so last year I spent last year um, learning the puja for the divine feminine for Saraswati and this year I'm learning Shiva puja so I know they sound like you know these two things in some ways are, are like you know at opposite ends of the spectrum but the truth is that they're not they're they're completely compatible and aligned with each other and then on on top of that I've been taking a class for the last couple of weeks with one of my spiritual mentors on bioconscious healing so which is really about working with healing at the quantum level so I love all of this because I feel like I'm like deepening my own experience of healing at a very a very tangible much more visceral powerful way um, I've, been, I've had my own healing challenges over the past several years and and so this is reframing my whole relationship with my body and when you know the big project comes out next year is there's going to be a place where I'm going to be holding space for I anticipate you know thousands if not tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people and to be able to hold that space from an, another much deeper level of, of wisdom and life experience I feel like I'm going to be so much better equipped to share authentically and and to be you know what I hope is an inspiration for people mm. so everything I'm doing now is is you know I always end up sharing everything I do I mean not everything but you know <laughs> some things I keep to myself <laughs> but you know I'm just wired that way that if I learn something and it helps and somebody needs help and they ask me mm -hmm. you know I'm absolutely going to share 
that with them. Yeah. So. Sounds like a lot of sort of groundwork and framework being built in this time for you, which yes, is, I think is, is great because we have the, you have the time right now. And yeah. Yeah. Do you find that you're, so you were saying that you were a lot, you were a lot quicker or a lot fast. Is that due to the fact that you've had to slow down in the past few years or, or chosen to slow down, do you think, or do you think you slowed down and therefore you wanted to travel less? I had to slow down. My body couldn't take it anymore physically. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd reached a certain point um, in the way that I was doing things, you know, energetically, internally, that um, could no longer sustain itself. And, and that was the point when things just started breaking down. And, and it happened most intensively uh, for me last year and and uh towards the end towards the end of the of the year you know as my drivers you know my internal drivers were up until that point had always been um you know do as much as I can do and push to get things done and I and using my willpower to just barrel through stuff and and it and it got to the point where that absolutely couldn't happen anymore you know physically emotionally spiritually it was like you are so done with this cycle and and you are so done we are going to put you flat on your back so that you will stop and and it and it got to the point where if i would step out for a moment and my energy was not congruent with a a, a higher vibration I, my my physical would would ex- feel like it was exploding and I, and so I couldn't, I had to do a lot of deep healing. I've had to do a lot of deep healing over the course of the last many, many, many months on just how I process emotions. And that's continuing to go on. And how I, how I stay inside of myself and, and, and my relationship with my own energy but also on a much deeper level it's been about healing the sense of disconnect that i've experienced spiritually and so there had to there was my soul just said okay we've we've reached this level and now we have to go to another level we have to go to an um, a much higher level vibrationally with all of you and so you have to stop and so I did I, I couldn't do much more and now there was also another piece and part of that was that the intensity of living in the city of Phoenix mm. and and for somebody as 
vibrationally sensitive as I am, and if you've been playing bowls as long as I've done, 20 years, you get really, really sensitive to energies. <clears throat> and the, the entire electromagnetic vibration, the EMFs, the six million people, the, the living in, in a very, you know, six months of the year in a very hot, hot place without nature, Mm -hmm. was killing me mm -hmm. actually I, I i can say that because now that we're out of it and you know that's not nothing against the city of phoenix i mean seriously like zippo against the city of phoenix i met so many wonderful people there we had we feel so blessed and grateful for all the time that we spent living there but it was not sustainable for my physical form mm -hmm. um I just couldn't manage that kind of energy. Uh, it was too hard on me. Mm -hmm. So when we moved and we've been living here in our new house for about like just a, yeah, just about two months now, it's like I can feel the deep levels of reset that are happening just on so many levels. Like my nervous system just feels like it's, it's starting to unwind mm -hmm. itself. So I had been holding myself in a, um, in a very tightly wound um, energetic pattern just to maintain stability living in the city. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it, it's also not just, for me, it wasn't just that it was a city. It was that that lack of greenery, really hard. Exactly. Really hard. I mean, you know, cacti, a few palo verde but like for the most part you would escape the city and it would actually be even more barren than depending you know, on where you went yeah depending on where you were um you could drive to some forest it's it's different i mean here i'm in washington and it's you know that's it, it's actually like wet you know it's it's uh, that works very well for me but oh yeah, i know it's, it's a beautiful state <laughs> beautiful yeah but i mean just the idea you know just the fact that you can walk outside your door i assume that you you have you know you have a similar thing that you can or drive close by and take a really beautiful walk we don't have to drive close by to take the walk you can go right outside i mean we we have such beautiful walks here and you know it's it's not um it's not green like washington where mm -hmm. we are but it's it's more like the climate of Santa Fe, mm -hmm. you know, because you're up about 3,700 feet altitude, so mm -hmm. in the hills. And our new house, you know, you go into the backyard and we can see the Mingus Mountains in the distance. And then we take a walk and we walk about, you know, maybe about a quarter of a mile and, and we can be on trails and and you just, I mean, and we do, we just walk out the house, we go right out the area where we're living and, you know, take a walk and we're on, we're on hiking trails mm -hmm. and walking on those trails, you know, juniper, you know, a scrub pine and juniper and up into these little lightly rolling hills. And you can see Vista in 360 degrees around you. And the sky, this big azure blue sky with big fluffy clouds and space, you know, earth and space. Mm 
-hmm. And it's like, oh, you know, my heart just, I think the most important thing for me when we were moving was I just wanted Vista. My my soul, I think, you know, maybe it's because I'm a Capricorn, you know, they say the goat up the mountain. It's like, I've got, I've got to see, you know, I want to stand and look out and see. When we, when we lived in Mount Shasta, we lived on the backside of the mountain and we would stand outside our deck every day and we would watch the sunrise and there would be like us and the mountain and there was nothing in between it. It was just profound I mean incredible I didn't realize you lived at Mount Shasta yeah for three years we lived there wow we drove through there to to come up here and it was so I mean it's like unbelievably gorgeous yeah it is amazingly gorgeous did you just not feel like you wanted to live there anymore or (laughs) you know Mount Shasta is a dormant volcano and the earth is very alive there and when James and I lived there, we said we went on a three-year personal retreat. <laughs> we processed all the time. And when we, we would leave the mountain and we would go, oh, my God. <laughs> finally, we were just like, that's enough. <laughs> we actually got spit out by the mountain. We, the, the, we were we were actually on tour traveling, and and the property manager that called us one day. It was it was like the middle of the end of November, right around Thanksgiving, and we actually were in Phoenix, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. And he said, "Where are you?" And we said, "We're in Phoenix." And he says, "Don't go home. Don't come home. Your your house your your house is un, in, uninhabitable." <laughs> so the okay. they had a freeze, and the pipes had burst, and oh, so. Wow. You know, our basement had been flooded, so <laughs> he said, just so did stay you there. Literally, go. Did you literally just stay in Phoenix, or did you end up going back? No, we stayed in Phoenix for. Let's see, when did we go back? We went back sometime. I can't remember. James would remember, but sometime in January, we stayed there till after. After we stayed there through Christmas, and I think through the New Year, and then we came back in January. And uh, we had, we had, the day that we were leaving Phoenix was the day that we found our house in Phoenix. Okay, so, so you moved we, from Mount Shasta to Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, we moved from Mount Shasta to Phoenix. So we, we went up to Shasta, and then we stayed for another six weeks, and then we, we, we moved in February. Wow, that is, that's a change. I mean, yeah. Like, like, in so many ways. We didn't plan to move to Phoenix. Huh. You know, James said we just, my husband James, yeah. he's, he's, he just said, you know, we got our next assignment, you know. And so, and that's kind of the way I've pretty much lived my life, you know, has been our, our next assignment is. And I started that, you know, from a, you know, I would just go where the energy would flow and that's where I ended up. <clears throat> so I went from... Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is where I lived for 17 years. And then I met James and moved to Portland to be with him. <clears throat> From Portland, we moved to Shasta. And then Shasta, we moved to Phoenix. We lived in Phoenix for six years. And then it was time. Our, our time in Phoenix was up. 
And literally the universe gave us this house practically. It was just like, you're done and you're moving and you're moving now. Wow. And, and, and you've been asking, I, I felt like we got this house as a reward. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's everything that we wanted, you know. So, well, that's such a nice that's such a nice way to think about that like anything i mean that's so great like you, that's a real sense of like feeling that you deserve what you have I love oh that. we're so grateful i mean we wake up every single morning here and we just go oh, thank you you know you walk around the house and just like i love my room i love my bedroom i love my bathroom i love my backyard i love my front yard <laughs> it's just so sweet you know it's just it's just sweet and and um my husband james he's in his previous one of his previous lives um he's a he's a native hawaiian healer now i wasn't sure if you knew that but that's yeah i did that yeah that's what he does um that's part of his who he is but um before that really blossomed and unfolded he he had a career as a, a master carpenter and um, he 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 was a quality control expert for uh, a multi-million dollar yacht company so he like built oh, wow. boats and refinished mansions and and did all this intense carpentry work and you know so he had this whole background on houses and building well for the last like God, I don't even know how many years now, you know, he wasn't focused on any of that. You know, he was really focused on deeply doing his, his life work, his soul work. Right. You know, well now he's in this house and he's like, well, let's fix this. And let's do it. We can do that. We can do that. We can do that. You know, and every day he's like, I think we should do. And I'm like, go for it, honey. Is that something that you're like, is, is that how you know him? Or have you always known him as a Native Hawaiian healer? I always known him as a healer. Okay, yeah. so, so this is kind of new, sort of like a new aspect of your of your relationship, yeah, where he's- it's, it's not new, I wouldn't say it's new, but um, because I, he was always like, you know, you know, the blessing of being married to a partner who can fix anything, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think that's, that's God's gift. <laughs> to somebody like me, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, uh, what I see though inside of him, which is so beautiful, is, is that part being now brought in and integrating and being allowed to flourish in a way where he's doing it for him, for, for us. You know, he's doing it to provide beautiful space and a beautiful energy and a beautiful home. And so all of the energy healing pieces that he does are being done simultaneously. So if, I'll give you an example. So when we were, when we got the house, we had to strip down uh, everything. We pulled out, we put in new flooring and we had to paint because we wanted the house to be very very light and it had been painted very dark colors and we wanted everything really light so we my husband wanted to paint all the walls himself 
And so we put mantras and affirmations on the walls, on the floors, and he energetically gridded the house room by room as he painted. Wow. So the energy in the house is so stable. It's filled with so much love and it was filled with that level of love, you know, underneath the flooring, underneath the paint. It's literally been infused into the walls and into the floors now. So there's like this, this merging, you know, of, of the healer and the craftsman in service to not just the family, but, you know, all of the work that we do is now sitting on top of this foundation of peace, mm. you know, and, and we've never had that before. You know, we've always lived in you know, homes that we rented. And so you could do so much to that and we would energetically clear and grid and do all of that. But this is at a completely new level. It's a much, much deeper level. So does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. It's really beautiful. Yeah. It sounds like the, the physical equivalent of, of what you're doing anyway. In yes, the, yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, so you, you do the work, whether it's through sound or bowls or yoga or qigong or, you know, whatever it is you do, body work, energy healing, prayer, meditation. And, and now we're actually building an external structure that is holding the space consciously for all of that to have mm -hmm. a container. Wow. So I, yeah. I feel so blessed. I mean, really. Do you have a name for your house? No, I never thought <laughs> of naming it. I was just thinking about that as you were saying it, because there's so much love put into it that, yeah. God, <laughs> that, that's really, I mean, we named our, 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 um, <laughs> what you been doing at the internet service? Oh, you're, you're at wire. No, what's it called? Your Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah, the Wi-Fi, you know, it has a Hawaiian name. So, and don't ask me, I can't remember what it means, but I think it means something like, you know, beautiful beautiful family or beautiful home, something Aww. like that. So but I, I forget. I mean, I know what it is, Hawaiian, but I don't remember the exact meaning. <laughs> You'd have to ask James. Wow. That's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Ashana, for, for joining me on my podcast. I really <laughs> appreciate you and what you're doing and, um, and your willingness to, to talk to me about it. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank, thank you. So, yeah. so how can people find out more about what you'll be releasing soon and what you're doing now and all that? Well, um, you can go to soundofashana.com. Okay. And I'll share and, that in the podcast description. Yeah. Soundofashana.com. Or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at soundofashana. We're super easy. And if you go to the if you go to the website and you sign up for our newsletter, which we do not send out tons and tons of, <laughs> so don't worry about that. Um, you'll, you'll get some beautiful music as a gift. Oh, cool. So, okay. yeah. 
Great. So definitely do that. And uh, yeah, have a beautiful 100 degree rest of your day. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I down. <laughs> I know my assistant, my assistant lives in the Columbia Gorge in Oregon. Uh-huh. And, um, and she was on the phone with me the other day and she was wearing a hat and a fleece woolly. And I was like, don't even go there with me. <laughs> I was in Idaho last week and it was going to be 50 degrees. <laughs> oh my God. Instead, it's like, it's like they're having a little winter slash springtime right now. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> roasting. <laughs> We're roasting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, sweetie. That was Absolutely. such thank so you. fun talking to you. Yeah, you too. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review that helps other people find it. I love you. Bye.